It's raunchy and maddening. Oh, those men and their disgusting, fantastic bodies. It's podcast time. Your wrong grabber friends will talk about bare distant lands. And met the man and names a woman. The fun will never end. It's podcast time. Welcome to Oh My Glob, an Adventure Time podcast. It's me, Amy. And me, Matt. During our podcast, we will explore every Adventure Time episode, starting with Season 1, Episode 1, and working all the way to the kiss. You know it. All the way to the kiss? Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Like, boom, like fresh off the grease. (laughs) You were right about me incorporating Adventure Time into pretty much every sentence I say in a day at this point. It is true. Um, so we're really excited. We're going to be talking today about season one, episode 10. Woo, Memories episode of, 10. I know, right? Sorry, go ahead. No, you. Memories of Boom Boom Mountain. Now, this is a very special episode to us, or to me, because I was quoting it the day Amy and I went on our first date. And I still married him yep. years later. <laughs> And we'll get into the the uh, the uh, quote that he said over and over and over and over. <laughs> and continue to do every couple of months it comes back. I'm like, oh my gosh. But oh. no. So how you doing, Maddie? <laughs> You're going to cut that out, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm good. How are you? I'm pretty great. You know, just yeah. keeping it real. You at work today. Yep. I had today off and got some schoolwork done. Yeah. yeah. Did you go to the photo lab today? I did. Spent, spent a good chunk of a day just developing photos. Yep. Black and white photography. Taking a film photography class and loving it every single day. Oh, yeah. I like to think of myself as kind of a creative guy. Like, I enjoy doing things that get my creative juices flowing. Mm -hmm. And I thought I would would enjoy this photography class, but I've hated every second of it. (laughs) Turns out I have no knack for film photography. Digital photography? Yeah. It's a whole other animal. I've been helping him take pictures, and it's been really fun to do. I took pictures of Amy last or two nights ago, and of course it was nighttime, and I didn't know what settings to set the camera on and stuff like that, so I went to develop them today, and it looks like a ghost (laughs) is running past the camera. Do you remember in Three Men and a Baby? Did you ever watch that movie? Oh, I was like six when I saw that, yeah. To Danson? I can't remember any of it. Who's the third guy? Please tell me it was Jeff Goldblum. No. It was not Jeff Goldblum. (sighs) Oh, well... If anyone wants to know, Matt's uh, idol is Jeff Goldblum. I'm just crazy about Jeff Goldblum. He Today's sure Jeff is. Goldblum's birthday. Uh, <gasps> That's right. He was born in 1952, uh, October 22nd. He's older than my father. It's older than my father, too. I was actually surprised by that. I thought he was a younger guy. Three men and a baby. Three men and a boom boom baby. Steve Gutenberg. Yes. Yeah, oh, that's the guy I knew out of the three of them from that Oh, movie. that's funny. That's the guy I didn't know out of the three of them. Oh. Okay, so Steve Gutenberg, and there's a scene in there where everyone was like, oh, did you see the ghost? Did you see the ghost? And it's a, a child standing behind the curtains, and it's like one of those like movie mistake things. And uh, yeah, it's pretty funny. Nice. That's all. So over this last week, we got some uh, potentially exciting news involving Adventure Time. Uh, the the first great news since sliced bread. Since sliced bread. Since the last episode of the series. Um, so I misread an article recently and thought that Marceline and Simon were getting their own spinoff TV series, and I was ecstatic about that. But it turns out it's a comic book miniseries, and I was like, oh, you know, I've, I've never been one of those extended lore kind of guys. Like, I feel like you can be a fan of something and not have to force every facet of it into your life. Like, uh, I, I enjoy Star Wars, but don't really read the books or watch any of the TV series. 
That's kind of how I am with Adventure Time. I haven't really read the comics or anything like that. So anyway, I thought that the series was going to be kind of a prequel about young Marcy and Simon, but it actually takes place after the series finale of Adventure Time. It'll be written by Olivia Olsen, who voiced Marceline, and drawn by Slim Fabert. Yeah, he's drawn a, b- a bunch of Adventure Time comics. That's really cool. In an interview, Olivia said, Playing Marceline for the past eight years has taught me a lot about myself. Besides the whole demon-vampire post-apocalyptic childhood, (laughs) she and I have all too much in common. You were, like, mouthing the words while I read that. Oh, sorry, yeah. (laughs) It's a weird habit of mine. (laughs) Whenever we're reading off each other's notes, I'll be mouthing it off to myself on the side. I don't know why. You weirdo. (laughs) I'm not weird. I'm a normie. But anyway... I think it's pretty awesome that one of the cast members was so affected by her experience working on Adventure Time that she wants to continue her character's story after the series ended. To me, I think it really speaks volumes of her as an artist. And it turns out, I guess this isn't the first time she's contributed her writing skills to Adventure Time. She and her dad, who also voices Marceline's dad in the show, collaborated with the Adventure Time Encyclopedia, and she also covered Adventure Time, the Enchiridion, and Marcy's super secret scrapbook. So yeah, I think that's really cool. I mean, like, it shows that it's it's more than just a paycheck for some of the people involved, and I think that's kind of inspiring. Yeah, that is a, that is really cool. Speaking yeah. of inspiring, um, if you have any original artwork or songs or anything that you want to send our way for us to feature on our Facebook, Twitter, or Twitter, um, please feel free to email us at ohmyglobpodcast at, at gmail.com, and um, we'll post it up there. Damn Skippy. All right, so on to the show. On to the show. Season 1, Episode 10. There's as many episodes now as there are fingers on my hands. <laughs> Thanks, Gene. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. So, memories of Boom Boom Mountain. This is directed by Larry Leachlider, Patrick McHale, written and storyboarded by Sean Jimenez and Bert Yuan. It aired on May 3rd, 2010, with 1.65 million viewers. Oh, that's not too many. All right, so despite the amount of insane imagery we get throughout this episode, the title card is simply Finn and Jake looking at a duck. <laughs> I just thought that'd be uh, something worth noting. Yes, with it how is. how bonkers this episode is. It totally is bonkers. This episode is bonkers. <laughs> so the episode opens with two burly looking guys having squid ink squirted into glasses. The squid is saying, are you sure you guys want another round of squid ink? Oh, good impression. Thank you. They chug it and start beating each other up. So it turns out to be a whole village of marauders. They're basically Vikings who just fight each other all day. <laughs> and Finn's battling a bearded, a bearded guy clad in gold. He's like, you're not too bad for a human boy. And Finn says, not too bad. I'm better than that. And then he hears some loud sobbing echoing through the village. And hero mode kicks in. And he throws the marauder aside and calls for Jake. And Jake gets kicked off the back of a deer that has an old man's head. And lands near Finn. It's, it's wearing so like bondage weird. gear. It's really weird. It was weird wearing some of the weirdest stuff. I don't even understand that. <laughs> so he lands near Finn and he's like, Do you hear that crying? Yeah, you can hear like a faint crying and like in the background of when when they're doing this. And so like it seems like he's the only one that hears it at first, but then that everyone else starts hearing it too. So the marauder tackles Finn, but he bails on the fight to go where the sobbing is coming from. Finn fails bails on the fight. The martyr says, get back here, you chicken. Finn turns slowly. What did you call me? 
And this is really cool because it pays homage to the Back to the Future movies. And anytime Marty McFly was called a chicken, he reacted the same way. The lead Marauder's voice, who Finn is fighting, is the actor Thomas Wilson, who also played Biff in Back to the Future. One of my favorite movie villains. I know. He's I so love, good. And he's I got a Back great voice acting voice. He does. He totally does. Whenever we're watching a movie, I always I have this habit of going through trivia about it on, on IMDb mm-hmm. while we're watching it. Mm-hmm. And Thomas Wilson got kind of typecast as playing villainous roles. And he said, I just I want to play a nice guy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be remembered as the bully and everything. Apparently, he's like a really like religious man. And he's really involved in a, a whole variety of different shows and like. Lots of acting. If you check out his profile on IMBD, it's really interesting. Yeah, he's actually a very talented guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he calls him a chicken. Finn's like, listen up, you cold-hearted marauders. He's standing on a table all dramatically. Someone out there is crying for help, and I'm not going to ignore that. And Jake's like, oh, here it comes. Lay it down, Finn. <laughs> so it goes into a flashback, and Finn is a naked baby wandering through the woods. And he goes, boom, boom, on a leaf and falls onto it. And boom, boom is slang for poopies. Poopies? For poopies. So he lays in his own boom boom for a full day crying and nobody who passes by would help him. It's like it's like the the Good Samaritan (laughs) story from the Bible. (laughs) And they like three people pass him by before the Good Samaritan comes and helps the guy in the gutter. Oh, wow. Right. Yeah, I totally didn't make that connection. Sorry, I just realized that. Anyway. But ever since that day, he's vowed to help anyone in need, no matter how small the problem. So that is the birth of Finn becoming a hero. Isn't that interesting? His trauma really spurs like this whole idea of helping and protecting others because he wasn't help- helped along the way. Yeah. Where that might make some people bitter, it made him a hero. Yep. That's yeah. true. So he sets off to find the source of the sobbing and the marauders cheer him on. Jake whispers, he still cries when he poops, <laughs> then takes after a Finn. And he's almost like apologetic, like, thanks guys for being so good about this. Yeah. So they realize the sound is coming from a mountaintop, and they see boulders tumbling down it. Finn figures somebody's caught in the avalanche, so he he hops onto Jake, and they bound to the top. And Finn's like, who's crying? And this booming voice responds, I am. <laughs> and it turns out the mountain itself is crying, and they're standing on its nose. The boulder tears sh- are shooting from its, from its eye holes. I am sad, having been forced to watch roughhousing men for centuries. The Mountain's voice actor is Matt Jones, who played uh, Badger in Breaking Bad, if you're familiar with that show. This guy's got an incredible voice. I absolutely love it. Yeah. Uh, He's just born to do voices for gigantic characters. I think so, too. Finn says, oh, you're feeling left out. Well, I'll roughhouse with you. And so he starts kicking its nose, and Jake's like, yeah, hit him with a boulder. Then hit him with another rock. (laughs) So then the mountain starts getting all weepy again. He's like, please stop. I can't do it. Like, please stop roughhousing. (laughs) It makes me so sad. And his eyes start gushing boulders. But Finn doesn't get it. And the mountain's like, they're being so rough on each other. (laughs) (laughs) That line delivery kills me every time. So Finn says, but roughhousing bolsters your guts and rejuvenates the muscles. But the mountain then says, No, it's raunchy and maddening. All those men and their disgusting, fantastic bodies. I don't get how, <laughs> what? They're disgusting, fantastic. I love it. So Jake's like, uh, this guy's got problems. Uh, yeah, Jake says, this mountain's got issues. And Matt, Matt, when we're watching this, says, man, this guy's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> 
so Finn flashes back to laying in his own boo-boom. And a kid stops and looks at him. And his mom, who's right next to him, says, oh, don't look at that kid. He's got problems. This whips him right back into hero mode. And he says, my name's Finn, and I'm going to help you out. Boom. Boom. So they climb back down to the village. So they climb back down to the village, and Finn asks if they can stop being so rough. And they all just kind of stop mid-fight and stare at him. The golden marauder is like, Finn, I'm sure this turn down the roughhousing thing has something to do with your boom-boom, and I respect that. But how can we possibly make roughhousing less rough? That's a good question. So Finn hears a duck quack and comes up with the ingenious idea of trying to, like, tie soft animals to their fists um, and to soften their blows. And it's really cute. It's such a kid solution. It is. And it says, it's like punching a dream. And when they hit each other with the animals, it makes their sound. So, like, there's some ducks and it's, like, quacking. And there's a cat and it meows. Um, and My favorite ra- is the guy with a pig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's kneeing a guy in the face with a pig. Oh, so funny. There's like someone with like with mice on it, and it I almost said mouses with (laughs) mice on it, and it was like me, me, me. It was cute. We figured something out, so they hop back up to the top of the mountain, and Finn's like, "Oh, what do you think?" And the mountain's like, "That was terrible." Now the men are just punching animals. It's worse than before, and it's in no way a good solution. Finn's like, "I'm sorry," but then the mountain says, "Well, you should be. It's not fair to those animals, and it's not fair to me." I just might start to cry again. Oh my gosh, this mountain is so ridiculous. Jake wants nothing to do with this guy, but Finn won't call it quits until they've come up with a solution. So they hop down to the village and find that the martyrs have still managed a way to hurt each other, even with the animals. One guy has gators attached to his feet. He's kicking people with a gator mouth. It's just crazy. Finn tries to talk them down and pats one of them like they're petting. And the guy's like, did you just pet me? Well, I'll pet you. And so they start petting each other. And so Finn goes around the village and pets all the guys. And they just like, they're overcome with this uh-huh. urge to start petting people. Yep. And the golden warder, so the head guy, is being pet by two other guys and says, Finn, you're really mixing things up in the best of ways. <laughs> I think the petting is adorable. <laughs> Like, like... It's so subtly sexual. It it is subtly sexual. And I do think it's funny that Jake stays behind, because Finn's going to go back up to the mountain to, like, make sure that this is suitable for him. These guys did a lot of mountain climbing in one day. They really did. It's hilarious. Jake um, laying on a table. He's got, like, a seahorse next to him and a dolphin and a whole bunch of, like, cute little animals that are petting him. Cracks me up. He's like, I'm just going to hang back, yeah. A seahorse without water. And the dolphin. And the dolphin without yep. water. That doesn't even make sense. Adventure time. Go home, you're drunk. <laughs> so yeah, Finn goes up to the mountain solo, and he's mm-hmm. the mountain's like, yeah, I like this. I dig it. So he hops back down again. But it turns out all the petting and massaging is causing skin irritation and rashes <laughs> all over the marauders. It's so gross. <laughs> so the golden marauder's like, so Finn, as you can see, the, the petting sort of got out of hand. They were like petting each other raw. Yeah, they got nasty rashes all over them. And it's making like the sandpaper sound. <laughs> so as he's explaining this, one of the guys starts rubbing his side and he slaps the hand away. He's like, we're done with that. He's like, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> we're going back to roughhousing. The only solution to everyone's problems is that Finn can think of is turning the mountain completely around like a 180 so it doesn't have to watch them. And the mountain calls down, that's okay by me. As long as you promise to stay healthy and stop roughhousing. The martyr's but- like, wait, that mountain can talk? Yeah, it, which cracks me up because they've been living next to this mountain 
for who knows how long. They had no idea it had a face. It's like last episode where um, Finn was like, wait, you've never fought these guys with the lab or science cat and and shark? (laughs) Adventure Time doesn't always care about logic. It's true. And that's okay. We still love it. So the plot thickens as a female mountain calls from behind that mountain saying she doesn't want him to turn around because she loves looking at his gorgeous back. By the way, this is Pendleton Ward's voice. So Finn's trying to figure something out, but two mushrooms bounce up to him and say that they need music to dance to. And right after that, there's a complaint from an old man about too much noise. A plant guy asks to be pollinated so it can make babies, and a dragon has an itchy butt it can't reach. There's also an ice cube that says the water he's sitting in is too cold. And then there's some fish who want bugs to stop eating their mom who is clearly flapping around on a rock and dead. Some glass guys who have their triangle stolen by a frog, so they stole the frog's plum. And the marauders want to roughhouse. An old guy is dancing naked around a rainy hilltop. I'm naked! And the whiny mountain is having a fit. So that, That's a lot of people. Yeah. That's a <laughs> a lot, lot of people things. with a lot of problems. Yeah, so for real. Finn's crazy overwhelmed and doesn't think he can help everybody because everybody wants something that conflicts with what somebody else wants. So he gets all stressed out and Jake's like, well, what do you want? So then it goes into a flash, one more flashback as it's playing the sound of what do you want? And then there's Jake's parents, Margaret and Joshua, who find baby Finn in the woods. Joshua's like, what do you want, baby? Why are you crying? And then he passes the baby to Margaret and says, the this baby won't tell me why it's crying, and it's stuck to a leaf and stinky. So Margaret then takes a hold of Finn and says he just needs some love. She gets him to stop crying with kindness. Joshua says, You just kissed a boom boom, baby. So don't expect any more sugar from me, sweetheart, until you wash your dirty, dirty face. And that is the quote that has plagued my, our whole relationship. Indeed, from day one. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you, question mark. <laughs> you can give me money from your wallet if you like. <laughs> Oh, oh yeah, that so that line is is just legend in my life. So Finn decides that he wants what he wants is to give everybody what they need and make everyone happy. This <laughs> is the plan that they come up with that to, is to make like, everybody happy. To make everyone happy. So the marauders are attached to wires that activate some flapping spatulas when they roughhouse. The spatulas fan away the flies from the dead fish mom, <laughs> who's no longer flapping. She, Flopping, she's she's dead. The flies fly into the ears of the old guy who wants silence. This, for some reason, causes him to throw a rock, which catapults the triangle and plum to the rightful owners, who could have just handed them to each other. They cheer, and the cheering is close enough to the music for the little mushrooms to dance to. The dancing spreads pollen from some of the flowers, which pollinate the plant thing, which this allows the babies that to be, like... What did that have? Like, grow on the Yeah, plant like, grows animal? on the plant's back and they drop off. Yep. And they're all covered with thorns. The thorns then scratch the butt of the itchy dragon, who breathes fire into the ice cube's overly cold water. The steam then rises up to the naked old guy who shapes it into a hat. Not naked! And he hops down a cliff. And the steam also obscures the village from the mountain, so he doesn't have to watch any roughhousing. And also, the Lady Mountain gets to keep looking at his gorgeous back. Oh my gosh, what a doozy. <laughs> and like most of it doesn't make any sense. And it doesn't because... Is the steam going to go forever? I and know, right? The fire from the... Like, this is not a long-term solution. This is like not long-term planning. Yes. Out of sight, out of mind. That's right. That's right. The mountain then says, 
Thank you, Finn. You really helped everybody. So everybody cheers, but Jake yells, Stop! Now I have a problem. This dolphin fell in love with me. A dolphin is just hovering behind Jake, and Finn's like, Dude, that's the opposite of a problem. And it cuts to my favorite gif of all time. And that's Finn and Jake riding the dolphin away from the village. And Finn yells, Adventure time! Under thoughts, all I wrote is, this episode is buck wild. It, it surely is buck wild. This is like a crazy episode. It's just absolutely nuts. We were talking right after we watched it, and it was, we were saying like, it's it's as though they had like all these different pieces, like f- leftover pieces. That like didn't, cutting room floor stuff? Yeah, and they, they put it all together and like bound it and made it into like, so you know, like in in some TV shows where it's like a filler episode where they do like all the flashbacks. Yeah, I feel like that's what this episode was for Adventure Time, but it was only episode ten. Yeah, and without any flashback. Oh, except for the baby flashbacks. That's what I'm saying. It's like the baby flashbacks. <laughs> mm. Oh, okay. I thought you were saying like not flashbacks like to other episodes. It was like, and then it was like kind of piece things together to fit within the flashbacks. Yeah. I, I thought it was hilarious. I thought this was one of the funniest episodes so oh, far. Yeah. yeah. Lots of great lines. The mountain cracks me up in his whiny, whiny voice. And I loved hearing uh, the Biff Tamlin voice. Yeah. I don't know. It's just. Thomas Wilson was good in this. I feel like the writers were just like, you know, we're mid-season. We need, we need some filler. Let's just write whatever makes us laugh. It doesn't have to make any sense. Let's just write one funny thing after another. And the truth is though is that you can't make everyone happy can you nope so i would have thought initially that the the message of the episode was going to be uh sometimes you just can't make everybody happy but that's not the message because he does make everybody happy yes momentarily and i think we know from like being adults that that's not gonna last (laughs) yep that steam's not gonna rise forever finn it's not sorry finn sorry not sorry (laughs) so ultimately there is no message (laughs) That's true. That's the message true. is no, make everyone happy. Yes, that's right. But uh did you like it overall or Um Yeah, I like the last episode better. I like the Anchoridian better. Um I think this is you know, I think it only stands out because we have that line that you the said boom, boom, a baby. billion times when we were dating <laughs> and yes. What's wrong with this baby? Yeah, thank you. I love that guy. <laughs> Joshua. One thing we didn't mention in the flashbacks was obviously this was the story of uh, how Finn was adopted into Jake's family. Yeah, and that he goes on to become uh, Jake's brother. Yeah. So I do think that Jake ages in dog years because I know that he was a pup when Finn was adopted. Mm-hmm. So really, they're the same age in human years. Yeah. So that explains a lot of Jake's behaviors. Oh, that reminds me. Uh, Amy just found out tonight that Jake is a bulldog. Yeah, I was looking at looking online and, and he's a bulldog. Yeah, we weren't sure what kind of dog he was. We were taking some guesses. Mm-hmm. And then I Googled it. <laughs> I thought he was a pug. Yeah, I thought he was a golden lab. So the snail in this episode shows up on the table next to Jake when he's being massaged by animals. Snail Watch 2018. It cuts away from... Snail Watch! And it cuts away from him for a second, and when it cuts back, the snail is gone. So what was your favorite line? So my favorite line, when the mountain says... Spin me the math around. I think it's really, really funny because they, again, they also say mathematical in this in this episode. It was good. So I, I like it when they use that as a as an exclamation. Oh, you, ear, what's your favorite line? You know what my favorite line is. You just kissed a boom boom, baby. So don't expect any more sugar from me, sweetheart, until you wash your dirty, dirty face. Oh, my goodness. 
do an impression of a character. What do I do? What do I do? Stop that. We're done with that. <laughs> Love it. My impression is going to be the mountain. They're so rough on each other. <laughs> it's so, so funny. <laughs> yeah. Anything you didn't like about this episode? No, not at all. I love this episode. This is, for me, one of the funniest episodes of the first season. Oh, yeah? Yep. Are you going to ask me? Oh, sorry. I was, I was thinking of something to add at the end of that real quick. Okay. I lost it. It's gone. How about you? So, for me, this episode, again, it wasn't my favorite. I did like other ones better. It was so mismatched. But I do like the whole, like, roughhousing thing. I think that was funny. And one thing that I didn't like about it is that whole concept that he's trying to make everybody happy to, like, fill this self-expectation that he's supposed to, like, help everyone. And I, I, I don't know. Like, I don't think it... Like, I know as adults watching it, it feels ridiculous. Like, we're looking at it. We know that we can't make everyone happy. And I don't know. But as kids watching it, like, what kind of message does that send to kids? You know? I guess just do your best to help. Yeah. Do your best. I guess it it feels like they were shaping it towards a message and then it just kind of got lost. Yeah, I guess so. Sometimes they just want to make something ridiculous. And I feel like this was one of those cases. It was ridiculous. There was some really cool um, animation, though, and I really liked the artistry in this. I thought that there was some clever, like, silly-looking people in it, and just, it was just really neat. I thought the funniest shot was two of the roughhousers uh, headbutting each other with fish tied to their faces. So great. So great. Classic. And then the two that were underneath the table, and they kept, like, bumping up and hitting their heads on the table, and then, like... The marauder was like, dude, calm your, calm down. Yeah, every time this guy heard disturbing news, he'd bump his head against the table. It's hilarious. So we got some really cool listener feedback. Thank you to everyone who has emailed us, and we appreciate the reviews on iTunes. Much appreciated. Yeah, the iTunes reviews are extremely helpful. Just a few of them gives us tons of exposure. It's wonderful. Thank you so much. So we'd like to read the review on iTunes from Hunter, Hunter, Hunter. Hunter, Hunter, Hunter. I like it. I wonder if he plays World of Warcraft and if he's a hunter. Or he has three hunters. You're the Warcraft player out of the two of us. I don't know. Maybe. You're the Warcraft player out of this outfit. (laughs) Um, This person says, I am so glad that I found this podcast in its infancy. You both have such an awesome love for this show. The synopsis are fun, and your added comments give it an, a little extra life. The only thing I'd change is your opinion on BMO. Keep up the great work. Uh, we get there's there's always a comment about BMO. I really I really think we need to revisit that, and I, I think this will be a great opportunity for us to like. This, yeah, this time through, I'm gonna try to open my heart to BMO. We're I, gonna we're gonna open our minds and our hearts. Yeah, you know, and honestly, I don't hate BMO. BMO's just never been one of my favorite characters. I'm not gonna. I'm just gonna cut that all out. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm not going to be hard on Bimo. We will approach Bimo with an open mind. Yes. So hopefully through this journey, we'll be able to love yes. and appreciate Bimo like so many of our fans. Yes, we have listened and I want to know why people love Bimo. Absolutely. We are definitely open to that. And we got an email from James K who said, Dear Matt and Amy, keep up the good work on your Oh My Glob podcast. You two are so natural and dynamic together. Oh, thank you. And I look forward to revisiting Adventure Time with you. Are there any projects you're working on? Best regards, James. And to that, yes, we are working on some projects. So initially, we set out to start a podcast on folklore of the Pacific Northwest, which is where we live. Uh, Just all the strange tales around here and stuff like that. And we're slowly working our way towards that. We got some stuff written and hopefully in the not too distant future, we'll get that podcast started too. 
Matt also does a wonderful YouTube channel about horror movies, and he's actually going to turn into a podcast, so keep your ears open for that. Yes, Modern Horror Show Podcast should be releasing the first episode Within the next month or two, it really depends on how much time we have to work with. So we went on, we had an exchange with um, Ryan F. on our Facebook page, and he pointed out that there are two Oh My God podcasts on Spotify, and he had the old one, so he really only had access to three our first three episodes. So we want to let you guys know that all of our episodes are on Spotify, and he says to keep up the great work, and excited to check out the all the other additional episodes yeah if you initially started listening to us on spotify there are for some reason two accounts that uh our hosting service put up uh we contacted them today and the one with only three episodes should be taken down pretty soon but yeah we are there we are indeed we are there we do exist we are here so amy where can we find you i am on twitter at moxie speaks but i'm hardly on there i am trying to be more like present but you know life Yep. And I, I try not to be attached to social media. I'm not going to lie. Anything for you? My YouTube channel, Modern Horror Show. And if you want to contact us about the podcast, you could reach us at ohmyglobpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can hit us up on Twitter at ohmyglobpodcast. Or check out our website at ohmyglobpodcast.wordpress.com. And as always, if you want to rate and review us on iTunes, every review helps, especially the five star ones. All right. So what are we going to focus on next week, Maddie? So next week is going to be Season 1, Episode 11, Wizard. And this is one of the episodes Ooh. I've seen the least amount of times in the first season, so wizard. it's exciting. Wizard. 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 I'm a wizard. So Finn and Jake are coaxed by a skeleton man to enroll in a course for free magic powers. After becoming full-fledged wizards, they realize they were tricked into helping stop an asteroid from all eternity. If I had a dollar for every time I was coaxed by a skeleton man to enroll in a course for free magic... <laughs> I'd be Abraham Lincoln. What? <laughs> so you'd have your face on a... Just roll with it, man. Just, Just roll, roll with it. it. Isn't he on a penny? <laughs> nope. <laughs> I'll just delete that part. <laughs> please do, please. Yeah. Yes, he's, on, he's oh, on a penny. So... You would be on a penny. So you'd have a penny? I would have one penny. One penny. One straw wait, penny. Wait, so a skeleton has has tried to seduce you into joining a, a course in becoming a wizard? What do you think I'm in school for? Oh, I thought it was animation. <laughs> Screw that. <laughs> well, on that note, hey, we'll see you next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye.